Coming up is a very good friend of mine, Gonzalo Juarez. Look, you've heard me talk about connections a ton, and Gonzalo was a guy I met on a webinar that I was hosting back in 2014, and since then, we've been to almost every WWC, WWDC together, and we've become really, really good friends helping each other out in the app business. You'll learn how he created this with his brother, the interactions that, you know, the difficulties that come with having a business with your sibling, a lot about death. I talk a lot about death in this and then how he grew up and what it really means to be an entrepreneur and his move from Argentina to the Bay Area. So stay tuned. The most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. From Apple features to ASO to influencer marketing, you will learn all the tools and tactics to make it in the app space. Learn more at appmastersacademy.com. If you want to target the youngsters, then you have to be on Snapchat. And if you want to use Snapchat influencers to drive massive downloads for your app, then you have to check out fanbytes.com. Gazal, welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you very much, Steve. You know what I got to tell you, man? We've been friends for, I don't know, how long has it been? Like three, four years now? Yeah, kind of. It feels more though. The the one thing I love about you is even when I'm having a really shitty day, you always cheer me up. And that's the one lesson I've learned from you is to always surround yourself with people who are going to cheer you up no matter what. Dude, I really appreciated that. Thank you very much, man. I'm I'm flattered to be honest. And I feel the same way about you, to be honest. <laughs> well, I learned that from you. So I was like, actually, no, if this guy's going to do it. I'm going to so I'm gonna do better. <laughs> so we actually push ourselves, man. Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. I like it. What's So tell me about like your childhood. Where'd you grow up? Oh, well, I, ha- I come from a vi- very diverse background, man. I grew up in a small town in Salta. Mm-hmm. It's a small town in Argentina called Salta. It's about, well, it's small for Argentina. It's about 600,000 people. I grew up over there. I I was born in Buenos Aires, but then my family went to Salta. I grew up over there and I basically went from one years old to 18 years old that I decided to go and study medicine in Buenos Aires. Why do you want to do medicine? Well, my dad is doctor and mm. I I think... That was what I always knew about it, you know? Mm. Like, I never thought about it. It's uh, I actually never sit down and thought what to do. I thought I was going to be a doctor for since I was a kid, which completely was a horrible mistake. <laughs> when did that change for you? So it changed when I actually... So I started studying medicine. I went for two years of school of medicine. I wasn't good at studying. Actually, I didn't. I didn't want to be nine hours with a book. It's medicine back home in Argentina is pretty. It's pretty hard. So I actually decided to go for for a more for an easier career, and I had the luck to to be with my brother. So mm-hmm. actually, my brother is my co-founder right now. You you know that. And my brother actually one day he brought me a newspaper with a with uh, with an ad. And the ad was saying, "Come, come and study to America by playing your 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 sport." 
Mm-hmm. So, soccer for you. And for me, it was soccer at that time. So it was like kind of a no-brainer. I was like, oh, my God, this is my actually my dream uh, becoming true. Mm-hmm. So I actually went for it. How did, well, I want to get there, but I want to talk more about a little bit more about your childhood, too. Do you have like a favorite memory of yours? I, I honestly, I, I love my classmates from from high school. Uh-huh. We, we are we are a very strong team, I would say. For everything we do, we have a lot of fun, and at the same time, I, I really follow my st- my my dad's steps. I think my dad is my my hero mm. in life. To be honest, yeah. uh, he taught me. I mean, he taught us all all of us to be. To be, he pushes to be independent from the very beginning, and it's a, it's a person that whenever he passed away, honestly, he he already gave me everything he could. So I'm I'm very honored and happy to have him. I don't know how it's like for your culture, but for like an Asian culture, we don't normally say "I love you." We don't do any of that junk, right? And so what. What I did with my dad was I didn't want him to pass away and not know how I felt about him. So I literally, like one of his birthdays, maybe like three years ago, I wrote a card. Nice. Everything I would say if he died. That's pretty sweet, man. I said, okay. I, I said it because I, I couldn't tell him in person, but I wanted it in writing so that I could say everything I wanted to say because I couldn't actually do it in person. That's pretty nice, man. That's It takes guts to do something like that, even even if it's your dad. Yeah. So back home in Argentina, we kiss a lot to each other. We love. Ki- I mean, we like, uh, we actually uh, uh, whenever we say hi, we kiss each other, even if we if we are two guys. And uh, normally, affection, it's it's something very hard to to express. So, I know my dad knows I love him. Uh, I know he's proud of us. He's still supporting us. I mean, he's a person. Right now, I have, I have two kids and. And the relationship my kids have with him, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's, so I don't know. I normally do not express that I love my dad. I should maybe. Mm. And I, I'm going to take that that you just said uh, as a, as a thing to do for me. Uh, but I, I think he, lo- he knows I love him. I think so. Huh? Yeah. Well, I think <laughs> they do. Yeah, I think they do. Let me check, check your mic real quick. Okay. I know it's recording, but. I'm not that professional here. <laughs> no, no, let me take a let me take a well, sip cheers, of beer. Hey, yeah, cheers. of course. Hey, there's a question that my kids have asked us, me and Asha, my wife. He, she, they said, "What's your favorite grade growing up?" What's your favorite grade growing yeah. up? Like what? What do you like mean? Like high school grade, ninth grade, tenth grade? Oh in my! The US? Oh my! Fifth grade. Oh, sorry. Oh, I think it would be my senior year of high school. So that's funny because that's a very good question because in th- that year, uh, my dad decided to go to work to Switzerland. So I actually spent from na- from 10 months that you actually go to class, I spent five in Switzerland. But at the same time, the five months that I spent in back home in Argentina, they were amazing. I mean, the bonding that we actually uh, put together with my friends, it was it was something to talk about, to be honest. Uh, I think I, I think that's the year that I enjoyed the most. At the same time, I was pretty happy of finishing school. Uh, everybody was crying about finishing school, like mm-hmm. the relation, the friendship was going to end, this and that. But I was pretty happy about, about it, to be honest. Why? So I think I don't know. I think it's an end of cycle, you know. 
I, I actually was really excited of going to study medicine. <laughs> so back home in Salta, where I grew up, you, you if you are actually going to do a, a a big career like like medicine, you actually need to leave the city because there are no there are no school of medicine in the city. So I think it was I was more excited about going to the big city to Buenos Aires to live with my brother who was actually studying engineering at that time uh, and leaving home rather than actually finishing high school. Yeah. Uh, but I I think it was the end of a cycle and I wanted to go for for the next for the next stage, you know. You know, I, I think life is always even as we grow up and everything's about high school, right? Like it's always like it's always it's those years where you really grow up. How would you describe But you guys make a huge difference here between Why? elementary school, middle school and high school. Yeah. I don't know all the movies are about High school, it's always about high school. Yes, yeah. Back home, it's it's not a big deal. It's no. something that you actually just just go through it. Well, you go through puberty then, and then you like your friendships, you know, sort yeah. of formulate. And so, how would you describe yourself? Would you be like the popular one in high school, the athletic no, one? Not at all. Not at all. Actually, I was just a. I I try to to be very kind always. I'm a friendly guy. I. One thing that actually determines is not fighting with anybody. Mm. I like to make friends. Mm -hmm. I am okay if you are, I mean, I'm okay of, of how you are, man. Like if you, I don't care about you, man. Like I don't care. I don't know if I'm putting this in the right words, but I, I do not, I do not believe on stereotypes. So I like to, to meet people. But I wasn't the popular one, man. I I was just the one that we were. I, I was there for everything, you know. Did you want to be the popular one? No, not at all. Really, I did. Not really. Yeah, I was very. Well, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's funny that you said. Yeah, I didn't know that about you. But I could imagine though. <laughs> yes, there's a guy who was like the ladies' banner. I was like, I want to be like him. So oh, really? like, he'd wear all these V-necks, and I was like, I want, I want to wear V-necks. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I was lucky I could drive a car yeah. when I was 16. So I was one of the ones uh, with the few ones with cars. So it wasn't my car. It was my dad's car. But at least I got to drive a car. I, I, I wouldn't be taxiing. Yeah. But, you know, I also wanted to be the funny one. I had a really, oh, really? good friend of mine who was like the funny one, but he was very physical humor. Yeah. So he could go off. And I was like, I, I, I can't do that. Like, I want to be, you know, I can't do that. And no, so I, I would... tried to really figure out like witty way of being funny too and i think that helped me <laughs> further on in life that's very cool that yeah you actually you are kind of a character man to be honest <laughs> <laughs> but I, that's the defining moment for me in high school like I, I let go of the whole like ladies man thing but it was more like okay well how do i bring humor without like jerry seinfeld type of yeah, way yeah, right yeah. Like, i don't have to be like physical but i can sort of use my words and my wits to try to bring humor too i remember <laughs> him i was like man everybody likes him because he's so freaking funny like you know what yeah. i mean yeah, I mean, I could, I was okay with, with how 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 I was at that time. To be honest, if I would actually have to go back in time, I would actually feel like I I would I would be the same. To be honest, yeah. I mean, I had a pretty nice uh, uh, childhood back home, and I'm I'm happy I actually developed myself like I did. Yeah. Well, so you got a scholarship, right? To I got college. a scholarship. Yeah, I got a scholarship. Was that scary? Because you had to come to the states now. No, it, it wasn't scary. I so there was one moment that I was uh, kind of hesitating of doing it because I was already dating Maria. Mm -hmm. So I started to date her 
actually six months before I actually decided to to leave to leave uh, Argentina. So it was kind of a a bummer for for her as well because I was actually leaving and we, I mean we were just dating, you know. But I don't know something inside me. I I knew we were gonna continue. I mean that was the plan. I got really lucky. I got very lucky because I got the scholarship and the. The coach was the director of admissions, and I got really lucky with that. Nice. So I could actually, ha- I could actually manage to to bring her over afterwards. So it was scary to come to the U.S., but actually, I want, I always wanted to come for at least for a year to the U.S. I actually applied for for a kind of a a year in in the U.S. when I was fourteen or fifteen. I do not remember, but I was I was just starting high school, and I actually applied with friends with a friend to actually come for a year, and and the family that that it was I I actually picked it was in Wichita, Kansas, mm. so I was gonna go there, and my friend was gonna come over, we were gonna go to the same city, and he actually uh, he actually got scared and he decided not to come, yeah. and I actually followed him back, so. I got scared. I mean, I didn't get scared, but it was like uh, you're 14. That's... Yeah, but at the same time, it was it was something that we were we we planned to do together. And when he actually quit, I was like, okay, let's don't do not do it. You know, I couldn't imagine coming to a whole new country. But you already knew English, right? Like everything was fine. Well, not at all, man. Really, like, not at all. So English back home, I have a class, and in high school, I always went to to this English institute. But you do not learn in English until you come and speak English, to be honest. Yeah. A- any languages like that. I speak French, and it was the same deal, man. Oh. See, like, I, I remember when I was going to college, I wanted to... It's all scary to me. Like, I, I get scared easily. And it's just like, wait, I, I asked... And it wasn't even a close friend of mine. I was like, hey, do you want to stay in the same dorm room? And he's like, hell no. Because <laughs> I, I wanted to be with familiar people. So I couldn't imagine like just coming to a whole new country and being like, hey, I'm going to play soccer here. And even though you know, yeah. you're know you good at soccer, but it seems very scary to me. Yeah, well, I, when I first arrived, uh, so the university that I was, it was the University of Oregon. This is a very small town up north Maine. It's right in the border between Canada and, uh, and the U.S., Actually, literally, run right in the border. We used to cross a bridge to go to Canada. So I arrived, and this little town, you arrive by... You actually, the closest you arrive by plane, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a city called Presque Isle, and that city is about one hour away from that little town. So when I first arrived, I actually went, flew to Boston, and then from Boston, I took a bus. And it was the first time that I was actually taking a bus in in the US. So I went to the, uh, from the airport, I went to the bus station in Boston. I took the bus and my English was kind of uh, so-so at that time, you know? So I took the bus. The bus brought me to Portland, Maine. And then from Portland, I needed to do a transfer. I transferred the bu- to another bus to, to press Kyle. And it's a, I went, I arrived there around, no, actually from press Kyle to Bangor. Or, no, no, actually to press Kyle, sorry about that. Uh, I arrived there. It was eleven o'clock at night, and it was in August uh, before school started because we I went there for the preseason, and it was uh, it was like kind of isolated. It was a very isolated place. So I stayed there. I was supposed to to be picked up by somebody. Mm-hmm. So I waited there in this gas station by myself in this little town for 
about 45 minutes with two big ass suitcases. <laughs> oh, and I was like, no cell phone at that time. So I was just waiting. The, the gas station was closed. Everything was closed. And this car appeared and he said, I'm your ride. And I actually, <laughs> I actually went in and, and he brought me to, to the university, but it, it was kind of shocking. Wait, did he say, are you Gonzalo? I'm your, or he was just I, like, hey, yo, get in. I do not remember because <laughs> the only thing that I remember from that conversation from the, in the car, because I couldn't understand anything but what was he saying, to be honest. Mm -hmm. He was talking about the fog, the moose. I mean, the moose is in Maine. Oh, yeah, right. I, I didn't even know what the moose was at right. that time. So it was like, honestly, what is he talking about? And at that time, we didn't have internet. Like, we, we had internet, but we didn't have a mobile phone. Right. So I couldn't actually Google what the, the guy was talking about. And There's no Google at the time. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. I, know. I, I, I don't brand know how, new. how I actually managed to live at that I time. I know. <laughs> well, you got to go to the library. <laughs> it's true. Whenever I go back home, we, we talk about we, with my friends how we actually got communicated by that time and we, we we used to actually do a lot of things and we used to call to in landline and say hey is steve there yeah and then when i talk to you it's like we're gonna be we might be playing soccer at 9 p.m are you joining us? and you're like yeah okay and i would never talk back to you and right. you would actually come, uh, come up to the game that's uh, that's amazing actually <laughs> speaking of do you remember your first phone call to maria did her mom pick up or her parents pick up dude no. i was scared Anytime calling a girl. So, oh my God. Do you know how I met Maria? How? I met her online, man. Online. <laughs> online. You're a pioneer, my friend. I know. 1998. So it was the, it was the MIRC. Right. M-I-R-C. This was a public channel. And I, I was even actually in the computer. I was in the room and the computer started beeping. And my brother was a geek one. My brother was the one actually playing around with the computers. I didn't even know what it was, to be honest. So I actually went to the computer to, to realizing that the computer was beeping. And I saw this chat. And somebody by the name of Pepperina, she was actually asking if I, if I watch Lion King 2 because my nickname, my brother's nickname was Simba at that time. Uh oh. So she actually asked me that, and then we kept chatting. And then she gave me the phone number, and I called her. She picked up. I think she did. No, I, I don't. I don't remember if she did or it was her mom. To be honest. Okay, I remember being very terrified, and like it. it remember back in the days, like dial number, you're like waiting. You know, I'm nervous calling yeah. a girl, and then. Suddenly, it's like the mom picks up. Oh, hello! Is Asha there? <laughs> and she's oh, like, who me, is this? For me, the mom wasn't wasn't the problem. It was like either the brother, right, or the dad, or the dad. Yeah. You know, like the ones who will actually come back to you with a question like who you are, right? You know. But yeah, yeah, it was it was the completely different times right now. So, and then how did you guys meet in person then? So well, well we kept talking for two weeks. I mean, just online. I, I was living in Buenos Aires at that time, and I think we kept talking. No, we kept talking online, but then it was a couple of times more, and then we she actually gave me her phone number, and I started to call her. But I think the fact that we were, like, by coincidence, living two blocks apart, it made her, it made her give, uh, give me, give me, give me your, her phone number. Otherwise, it's a big city when it starts, and you don't meet people like that. Oh, I see. In 1999, actually, no, eight, uh, I mean, internet was brand new. You know, so we kept talking over the phone, and one day she needed to return the book, 
or that's the excuse she's still she's still uh, having. <laughs> so so I say, okay, I also have a book to return, which wasn't true. <laughs> so let's go together, and, and that's how I met her. I, I like a library. Yeah, well, yeah. So I went. It was a public library, so mm. I went pick her up. Uh, she she went. She came down, but it's funny because she lives in this uh, in this building. So I ring, I rang her, and this bunch of old women go go down and they keep talking with me. They kept talking with me like, "Who are you looking for? What bell are you ringing?" And this and that. And then she comes out and she's like, "Oh, Marie is a very friend, friendly person." So she was like, "Oh, this is Gonzalo. This is a friend of mine." I, I we kept talking with the old ladies for. 15 wow. minutes before meeting Maria. <laughs> so, yeah, then we went to the, to the public library to return the books. Was that the first time you actually saw her? It was the first time I actually saw her. You guys her. never exchanged no. photos or anything like no. that? No. Wow. What'd you think? I love her, man. <laughs> I mean, uh, I went all in, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's crazy, though. Like, you just started chatting. So, you guys almost developed that relationship, that bond, before even seeing each other. And then, obviously, seeing each other kind of solidified everything. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, she, uh, we, uh, yeah. It was kind of, we still need to, I mean, it wasn't that, like, if first time, first met, love. Right, right. Uh, we bond a lot. And I actually got to know her for for a few, few weeks more. And then I actually, I actually told her, man, you are the one. You are the one. Wow. You that's crazy. One. I mean, yeah. You're such a well, romantic. We were, no, I know, man. I, <laughs> I know. I love, I love your left side, man. <laughs> yes, but this is my better side. The camera's not getting the good side. <laughs> you get the good side, though. <laughs> no, yeah. So yeah, I, I went all in, man. And yeah, I love her, to be honest. That's that's really cool. Well, we do have a game with Maria at the end, and as you know, oh, I, told, I did to you. Up. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I got interesting. To do, no wonder she I talked to her she yesterday. So like, she asked me, uh, "Did you already have the podcast with Steve?" I was like, "No, why?" She doesn't want to get in trouble. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will get in trouble. <laughs> so what happens after college? So after college, after college in the U.S. So, so my mom, she comes from Switzerland. Uh-huh. So my mom, she has a Swiss passport, and she gave us. All of us, I mean, all the brothers and sisters, we all have the Swiss passport. Uh, so after college, they, my parents were living at that time in Switzerland. So I decided to go and start my working career in Switzerland. I actually got an offer to stay in the U.S. at that time by working with this financial guy in Maine. He was going to sponsor me to stay in, the, in America, but actually decided to go to, to Europe to, to try nice. it out, you know. I, I was there in 98, like, as I told you, when I was in the senior year of high school. Uh, I went and tried to find a job. So I got married very young. I got married when I was 25 years old. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I graduated when I was uh, 24. I, I married Maria the, the next year. Uh, we actually got in a rush to, to, to get married because, I mean, we, we love each other, but at the same time, uh, you cannot go and live in Europe with another passport, like the Argentinian one, mm. and try to find a job by itself. So I actually, we thought it was a very good idea to get married and to come to Switzerland as Swiss people and, and try to work and make a living out of it. So I went to Switzerland. I applied for 20 jobs a day, man, for <laughs> at least 30 days. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I got a job. I got a a weird job, let's put it that way. What was it? I was uh, director of admissions for this uh, Institute of Finance and Management in Switzerland. Is that what you wanted to do? 
No, I wanted. I, you just wanted I, a job I wanted a job to be to okay. be honest, but that, I need to pay the bills. Yeah, we were living by ourselves. I need to pay the bills, so I actually took the one that that I got offered to. So, I went to that job and I had a. I worked there for only three months. I was lucky. I was about to quit. Uh, I had a terrible time at that job, that working at that place. Uh, I'm not gonna go into the details, but I was. I was having a terrible time with my boss at that time. He wasn't treating people like he should, to be honest. Uh, so I actually, one day, dude, like, I actually called my dad and said, like, I'm so fed up of this job. Can I actually, can I actually quit and you, can you actually loan me some money? Because I'm, f I'm such fed up that I, I need to leave, man. Yeah. And my dad was very supportive. Again, mm. as he has been forever, very supportive. Uh, I actually Switzerland is a very expensive place place, uh, place to live. Maria was uh, was getting it. She got a job, but it was it wasn't very well paid. Mm. Uh, so I, it's funny because things come, things happen for a reason, man. So I I was about to quit, and one month ago. One month before that, actually, I applied for this internship at Hewlett Packard, which I completely forgot. And I think the day after I actually told my dad I was going to, going to quit and if he could support me, and he actually, uh, he actually agreed with, I received an email from this guy saying if I, if I'm still interested in um, the Hewlett Packard internship position. Wow. It was, I mean, the, the, the sky just, just opened for me, you know? I was like, yeah, I don't care how much you pay. Internships were, I, I, I thought they weren't paid that much at that time. Uh, and I actually, when I went to this interview, the guy, the guy actually gave me the same deal that I was getting at the university. So it was a no brainer for me to quit. And I started to work for HP and I had the most, F wonderful, fantastic time at work over there. Uh, the interview was really flawless, was amazing. I met this British guy. I'm still friend of the fur. I was actually, I was actually, oh, dude, I mean, I have a long story, man. Do you have time? Of course. <laughs> I got time and beer, so I'm good. <laughs> okay, great. Dude. <laughs> so, so uh, when I was uh, when we arrived to Switzerland, we were living in Neuchâtel. Neuchâtel is a small town in the middle of Switzerland, and I was working for this uh, university in Geneva. And the only way that I could actually travel from Neuchâtel to Geneva was either by car or train. So I took the train every single day, and it was a two hours ride each way. So round trip was four hours ride, and the time you spend by going to the train station is about five hours. So. My day was waking up 6 a.m., getting, no, actually waking up 5 a.m., getting the train at 6, arriving at 8, kind of running to the office because the office started at 8.15, the university. I was finished up work at 5. I, I used to take the train at 5.13, which I never got into that train <laughs> for two minutes. Every time I actually run to the train station, and the train was actually shutting the doors on my face. And it was, uh, and I needed to wait for an hour to go back home. So I was arriving home what? around 9 p.m., going to sleep and get back again wow. at five. Uh, 
I was, I actually told my boss at that time at the university, if we, if I could leave five minutes before, you know, to catch that train. And he said, no. Wow. So. <laughs> Is this at HP or? You... No, no, that's, okay. that's, that's oh. the university. Okay. So then, then I got this. So, so by that time we, we have decided with my wife to actually move to, to Geneva, but to rent a place in, in Switzerland is not that easy. People look at your at your balance statement, at your bank statement, they look at your job offer, and they give the, the place to the one who gets most of the money. Mm. So we were just starting. So imagine, I mean, the competition was was huge. So uh, we decided for the last uh, for for that month to actually get a place in Switzerland to try to rent a place in Geneva. So we, in order to do that, Switzerland, it's very strict time-wise. So all offices, they close around 5, 6 p.m. So we, while I was working in the university, I couldn't get a place. I couldn't find a place because offices, re, real estate agencies were, were already closed when, when I was uh, leaving work. So we actually decided to live in the car. So wow. I actually drove every single Monday with Maria. And we were actually leaving... Practically not sleeping in the car. We were just going to a host to a hostel uh, for uh, to sleep. But we were like, I, I I remember because I used to hang five shirts, uh, five ties. I used to work with suit and tie yeah. uh, in the car, and we were actually changing over there. Like it was honestly, honestly kind of a hippie life in mm-hmm. Geneva, man, Switzerland, one of the most expensive places in Earth. So we, the, one thing led, led to another. We actually found a place to live. And when, when I was actually driving back to Neuchâtel one day, I got this call from the Hewlett Packard guy. This Adrian. I love the guy, man. Uh, and we, the first interview, we kept talking about soccer for 45 minutes. <laughs> we were just talking about soccer and Argentina and England and the next World Cup and this and that. And I got the job, you know. It was, uh, I had an amazing time at Hewlett-Packard, to be honest. What happened right before you started ETEPS? So I was working in as a financial analyst for the, for the HP store, uh-huh. the online store for EMEA. And my brother comes to me with this idea about starting something together. I will always always be thankful for that because he thought I'm on me and I wasn't a technical guy. So he came with me with this idea of doing something. He was working at Gameloft and he actually said, let's do something on the mobile industry. I, we're talking about the old Nokia phones, man. Yeah. So I didn't know how to help. So I actually told him, I, I'm in, but I do not know how to help you. And he's like, don't worry about it. We will figure it out. And he started to do the job we were doing. He was actually, he found this other guy, his friend of him, uh, to do small books for the old Nokia phone. Mm-hmm. And we started the business like that. You used to send a text uh, with a word and you used to download a book or with tips. And that's where... And that's why we were named eTips. You got a great domain, man. Like if you had to buy I that know, today. But we bought that domain. Yeah. We, what do you mean? We bought that domain. It was already like for taken. cheap. It was cheap. Oh, okay. It was a thousand bucks. Okay. Yeah. No way. I didn't even know that. I thought you guys always had it. I was like, no, Holy no, cow. no, no. We bought it. Okay. We bought it. Uh, we bought it at that time. My brother bought it. So 
Yeah, I think it's a great domain. It's a fileless domain that you could actually pronounce. Right. Yeah, nobody's going to mispronounce it. When when was it the point that, what happens next? And when is it the point that you actually feel like, okay, I, I can do this full time type of thing? Oh, wow. Well, that's a, so we started, uh, we, bought a, we bought a Mac. We actually hired a guy back home in Argentina to do the development for us. He was working at SAD, a gaming company in Spain at that time. I was working in Hewlett Packard, and we started to develop. So the new iPhones came up. Yeah, the first iPhone. The first yeah, iPhone yeah, comes yeah, up. Yeah. The first iPhone comes up. Let me take a sip here. First iPhone comes up, and you know what I said, Steve? What? So my brother asked me, "Why don't we build something for the iPhone?" Do you know what I replied to him? <laughs> you said, "Great idea." No. <laughs> I see. No, he actually put. He actually said, "Should we keep doing the books for the Nokia phone, or should we start doing some some things for our iPhone?" I was like, "Nobody's gonna buy that phone." <laughs> that was the worst mistake ever, you know. Like, <laughs> dude, I bought that first phone. I was one. Oh, of those. really? Yeah. Oh, I remember that phone, man. It was like yeah. with the with the circle edge. Yeah, circle edge, yeah. black cover in the back. Yeah. yeah. It was pretty cool, actually. Yeah, I loved it. I think we had it. I mean, of course, we bought it at that time because when we first started developing guides, travel guides, uh, we needed a phone to, to, to test out, you know. But the look and feel of our guides at that time, they they were ugly, man. They were. <laughs> I mean, the, it changed a lot, man. Steve Jobs did a great, great job. Yeah, seriously. So what happens? Like, So when when you guys decide... Oh yeah, this Sebastian just like no, we gotta we gotta build an app. No, 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 no. We we actually kept doing the Nokia phone, the okay. the, the, the the small books, and then we saw these success stories of people developing games and getting very good amount of money in a week. Uh, yeah, and we were like, okay, no, dude, we gotta do this. This this monetization model is not working, so let's migrate. Were you guys making money off of Nokia stuff? Like, were you able to sustain? We were things? supposed to. We were supposed to be making money. I'm saying supposed to be making money because in the da- in I mean, we had the we had different platforms and we had different markets uh, that we were selling the books. And in every single market, we we they showed some money, but it was honestly it was very literally impossible impossible to 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 get paid because uh, the operators the mobile operators they were working with these aggregators so the aggregators uh, they were the one in they, they were the ones cutting the cake in the middle so and you you would be actually be be paid be paid by the aggregators and not the operators so and the aggregators uh, so we were the, we were having a lot of aggregators back home in Argentina. We were one. Uh, we, we were actually being uh, being publishing very in top magazines back home in Argentina, social magazines. But we didn't get any money, man. Like it took us maybe three months to actually get paid from for one month that we did the job. Wow! So it was a, it was a model that we couldn't sustain. How long were you guys doing that Nokia stuff? I cannot recall, man. A couple of years, maybe. Okay. Like giving a try. So still on the side. You guys, you were at HP. You was at GameLoft, and then you guys yeah. just continued to do yeah. this. Yeah. Then the iPhone comes up. Right. And after the iPhone comes up, it take. I mean, it takes about a month that we actually decide to go and build apps for iPhone. And I actually got the idea of doing travel guides. 
and and organizing them by itineraries. Why? I don't know. We I was in Switzerland. My brother was in Spain. We we love to travel, but I'm a guy when that when I travel, I hate to carry things with me. I actually honestly hate it. So the this phone comes up and I say, why don't we build travel guides? I love to travel and I like to visit a city and I really like to know who built that building or or some some history around mm-hmm. a place of interest. Mm-hmm. So we actually decided to go for for one city, which was Paris. I actually wrote the first guide. Nice. Yeah, I actually sat down and I wrote in this word document, uh, and that was the first guide ever, man. We used to pull f- pictures from Google. We used to actually yeah. Uh, Put some filters into the pictures. And wow! Yeah, yeah, it was it was a painful job. Right. At that time, did you guys yeah. just charge for it? Is that what? Yeah, we actually charge. Back for in the day, it. it was just like everybody charges for apps. Exactly. Yeah. Back back in the day, we we put that up into the market. We actually charge. It was a paid app, and we charged five bucks for that app. Wow. Yeah, and we got money like right away. Yeah. Uh, we sold. So once we sold, and once we got paid, like in in no time with Apple, uh, I said, why don't we build? 100 apps. Mm. I thought it was going to be linear. Like. <laughs> yeah. 10 bucks here. In, in, in like is, a million, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just multiply whatever you're making by 100, yeah. And it's funny because, I mean, I, I we built a factory over there because I was doing the content. I actually put my mom to write. Wow. Uh, yeah, exactly. I actually uh, put my dad in his free time to write <laughs> from Switzerland. My Even my wife was writing. Uh, we started like that, you know. Uh, this care, this care came came abroad at that time. Deborah, you know Deborah, yeah. So yeah, Deborah is one of our first employees. Wow, no way. Yeah, she has been with us forever, man. Wow. Yeah, that's great. That's yeah. great. How long does it take before you guys finally say, okay, this is a legitimate company now? Let's let's pursue this. It took some time, Steve. Uh, in 2011, so revenue wasn't great. Uh, we couldn't make a living out of it, so but it was it was actually taking most of my time. So I I decided I actually some someone needed to quit his job uh, because of time constraint. To be honest, we weren't going 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 anywhere. Uh, we couldn't hire some uh, some other guys. We didn't have the money actually to do that. Everything was bootstrap. It was self-funded. Uh, we we actually but you had a couple of employees, right? You had Deborah. Okay. It was Deborah and, okay. and Colo at that time. Colo uh, is no longer with us. He's a freelancer. He's a great freelancer, by the way. Uh, so so we couldn't hire any more people. So we actually decided one of us, either my brother or I, to quit, and the other one will actually support support the company with his work. Uh, my bra- my um, also my dad was putting some money into his e tips, and he always believed in us. To be honest, and I love that guy, man. To be honest, so uh, we we actually we decided w- whether it was me or him who was going going to quit, and we said, "Look, let's flip the coin." Oh no way! And we literally flipped the coin, man. So and, and you, I I won. You won. Thanks God. So you wanted to win. Like, I wanted you, to win. I wanted to. Both quit of you wanted job, to quit. Yeah. Right. I wanted to quit. Right. Uh, so I actually quit my job 
my boss actually said you you are crazy man like you had you have a nice life i actually had a nice life i was driving a mercedes yeah. i was living in a very nice Wait, place i this? had a boat in mercedes benz no, no no who said who said my you? boss my, oh, okay. my mm. hp boss i was having a very you nice have a life, boat man. that's awesome i was having a, yeah i had a it was a small boat but i had a boat i was i was making good money yeah. at that time but then i decided to quit and go all in why not say like okay who makes more money okay well you guys didn't, no, you know, you guys didn't talk about I, that i always thought about like whenever you go you work for yourself is priceless mm -hmm. so i would always give give a percentage of give to take uh, my salary away just to go free man mm -hmm. i want to go free okay uh i was a uh, i i think it's a life learning experience i wanted to go free so you always take a percentage of your salary just put it somewhere else so that you could eventually leave? Is that no, what you're saying? No, 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 no. I actually, no. What I'm saying is I had a nice life. I I didn't want to put, like, both of us, we wanted to quit. Mm. Both of us, we wanted to be free. Mm. But no, but both of us, we couldn't, do, we couldn't do it, both of us together. So we actually flapped the coin. And I wanted to quit because I just wanted to have more freedom. I didn't right. care about getting less money at that time. So I... I decided to, I mean, we flipped the coin and it was me who won and I quit. I happily quit. Uh, in Switzerland, you can you can actually go into the unemployment service and you get paid. You get paid 70 to, it depends, depends on the case, depending on the case, you can get paid 70 to 80% of your, what? Uh, yeah, of your uh, last salaries, last 12 salaries. So I was getting paid. I was getting paid and I was doing my, my startup. It, it got to a point that I was in, that the state was no longer supporting me. So I, and ETIPS wasn't actually, uh, wasn't actually profitable. So we were losing money every single month. And How I- How did you guys go on though? Like you're losing money, like let's just continue to do this. Why, I mean, I would be like, let's cut Deborah, let's cut whatever the other guy was, but let's cut them all, let's, let's just. Well, uh, I mean, if we cut them all, I'm not a coder. I couldn't. I couldn't code. Mm. I needed a coder, and we were actually doing. And the content, they were always getting like very. very he was. She wasn't very well paid at that time. Deborah, uh, I still love you. Sorry. Yeah, Deborah, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't cock, cock her ever. Like, yeah. she's a great person, and that's. Uh, I think that's the problem that I have, and I like. I'm a very loyal. I'm very loyal, loyal to the people who are actually putting their their blood for us. Did you ever yeah. feel vindictive of that first boss that you had that you hated? Yeah, at at first, yes, but then I was I was really I was really mad with him at once, uh, extremely extremely mad to be honest. Uh, I was basically the the go guy for everything. Like I, I, I don't know how. You, I mean, I don't know the word in in, in English, but in Spanish it's the che pibe. Che pibe is the one that does everything. Like even mm. like stupid things. Like so, my boss used to go for a coffee. I mean, he used to get a coffee, serve himself for a coffee. He used to finish and he used to come and say like, "Gonzo, come clean up the cap." Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, uh, Gonzo, I just finished this uh, this conference. Why don't you come and and push the ch the chair back to the table? Like stupid things like that that you could actually do in one minute or like in a second, you know. 
So I wasn't, tra- and, and every single time he actually came to the office, for three months I've been told that my French wasn't that good and I needed to improve it. So the, the amount of, of stress that that gave me was insane. I had an old boss that I quit like you, I didn't, and, I, and I just quit. Like yeah. we threw, blew through our savings and I was just like, I'm so unhappy here. And he sold the previous company. And so I was like, that's a number I want to beat. So I knew how much he oh. was. I actually overheard him. He's trying to raise more money. I overheard him say yeah. it, how much he sold it. The other company was like, so I always wanted to, but I'm going to beat him. I'm going to show him. Oh, right? really? So you took it as a competition type of thing? I take everything as a competition, really. That's, that's actually good, man. I I actually would love to have her or something like that. But this guy, he was the son of the founder. And you know, you know these people who are, I mean, I don't want to be like generalizing here but people who are actually not building something who actually br- g- yeah. they they get brought in mm-hmm. to the company uh, and they have like they run a very high end uh, um, type of uh, job mm-hmm. sometimes they do not care about about the, the the ones under them to be honest yeah, yeah. so i was really fr- it was really frustrating for me at that time I thank God I got a great support from my wife and and my dad and my parents, both of them. Yeah. So I think this is this is my payback payback to him. I'm gonna build something, <laughs> and this is gonna be like I'm gonna yeah. It's worn off for me, dude. Like I want it still. I was like, "Where's that fire, Steve?" Now I don't care as much because I'm happy. But then yeah. I'm like, "No, I still want it. I still want to beat him." And that fire is just like slowly dying because I don't yeah. care as much. And I wish it did because, man, that first few years I was just like, "I want to beat this." Fire. I feel you, man. I feel. You. I, I think I felt the same way. To be honest, yeah. I, I had I had that fire. I was like, "Oh my god, that was bad, man. That was really bad. I was really bad, bad treated." treated. Dude, I'm. I came to this country to Switzerland as an immigrant, yeah. but I hold the same passport as you, and you should treat me. I don't know. You should treat me like a human being, man. Yeah. You know. So I. I. It was very frustrating for me, as well. When was the moment that you had? You always known that you wanted to be an entrepreneur in your own. I always wanted to run things by my. I wanted to do something for myself. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm, I have the lack of working with my brother. We actually, uh, it's a, it's a challenge to work with your family. Uh, you, sometimes you, you cannot, well, people say you do, you do not have to mix uh, business and, and family together, but sometimes you cannot not mix it. Uh, it's a challenge, but we are very loyal to each other and we mm-hmm. trust each other. And that's, that's a takeaway that I'm, I'm going to take for. Uh, to to my grave, man. To be honest, I I love working with him, and we actually it's funny we never we never been working in the same place uh, since we started, man. <laughs> I know that's funny. Yeah, and we we grew this company, man. You know that's pretty crazy, man. Yeah, and the, now in a month time he's gonna relocate to Silicon Valley, and for the first time we are gonna be working the same place, man. And every time we get together, we get things done. That's awesome. I'm happy that that's going to happen. Well, now you're in the Silicon Valley. Now you moved here. What's been the biggest like transition or biggest lesson lesson learned? Oh, I love this place, man. I'm so happy about being in this place. And people are amazing. People are awesome. Silicon Valley is the place to be if you're running a business. If you're running a technological business, a tech business, you should be in the Silicon Valley, man. Everything, I mean, all the stories up there, are, they are true. And most importantly, people are nice. Mm. 
the diversity of people that you find here, it's impressive. I've lived in many different places and I love this place, man. Yeah. Uh, so right, we, we came with this idea of playing the big leagues, playing within the big leagues, uh, like you guys say, the major leagues and baseball. <laughs> <laughs> the war series. <laughs> I don't want to say you are the only one playing, but... <laughs> right, World Series. <laughs> but I, I love this place, man, and it's, it's a very challenging place. Uh, things are happening here. Mm. Every day new things happen. Uh, that's something that that it's impressive. When I say that, it's because whenever I go back uh, to Argentina, I feel like I've been there forever, and I could have left. I could have left for two years and come back and stay for one day, and I feel like I never left mm. because things do not evolve as they do here. Uh, I love that. I love that entrepreneurial war. To be honest, yeah. The what's was like the toughest challenge? Was there any big challenges in, in the Silicon Valley? You mean? Yeah. Yeah, you had to bring your whole family. Well, uh, the whole family, man. The whole family is a huge challenge. We we brought two two boys. Yeah. Uh, my wife, uh, she loves uh, this area. She's very supportive, and but my kids, they have a tough time at the beginning. Especially the oldest one, my oldest one, Santi. Is, so he came when he was five. He was already speaking proper Spanish. So he came and he needed to learn a language uh, from one day to the next one. We actually put him in this English school, and uh, he had a hard time at that time. But he, now he's doing great, man. I, I remember I remember talking to you, and you were like, "Oh, dude, like in a year they will be like fluent." And I could <laughs> like well, I couldn't believe it, to be yeah. honest. And now I I hear him, I hear him, I hear hear them talking to each other in English, and it's impressive. Now, as I told you, like they're gonna, you're gonna have to fight them to speak Spanish. Like I you, know, you, you they're I not know. gonna, they're. They're just going to inherently just speak English. It's getting difficult because uh, Santi's learning to read yeah. and he's reading in English. So, and words and letters and words, they, they sound differently. Yeah. Do you get this? Like, I used to be able to write Burmese, uh, obviously talk yeah. Burmese, and then it's like, where the hell did that but go? It's, like, it's a different alphabet, isn't it? It's a way different alphabet, yeah. Were you able to write that? Yeah. Oh my God. So I hear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've never seen it. You should have taken a picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's why I said, I was like, look, dude, I came here when I was older than Santi, and I was like, you, you're going to How dude, was for you arriving to... Scary Because fuck. you arrived to Fremont, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was scary. I still remember the first day I was at the airport. I was playing a little game. I didn't really want to talk to anybody. We're talking about really 30, years old, 30 years ago. 30, pretty much, yeah. yeah. Wow. 32, what, 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 38? No. So yeah, 30, 32 years ago. Wow. It's pretty insane. But I remember the first day of school, like not being able to, like, how do you spell your name? I don't, I don't know what the hell, you know? Like, why are you asking me? And I think it just builds character. Like, I, I think Were you the times, only immigrant at that time? I don't remember. Okay. You know, it's crazy because I didn't really th see color until like I got into maybe like high school and maybe junior high. But at the same time, it was just like, I was like, everybody's everybody, right? Like certain cultures were a little bit different. Like we always take off our shoes. And so when I, all growing up, I like all my friends, all my really close friends were white. It was maybe me and two other hmm. people that were Asian in our elementary school. And so I never really noticed anything. Were you ever felt apart? Like... No, that's the crazy thing. Wow. A little bit. Like I was a little bit like, 
ashamed. I was like, hey, don't. Like, I wanted pizza. You know, we'd have a birthday party and I invite my wife friend. I'm like, we better have pizza. We're not feeding him Burmese food. But now, you know, as you get older, like, I was like, you're going to eat Burmese food when I've yeah. invited you to, like, I'm not going to get you pizza. Oh, <laughs> like, your mom cooks. <laughs> Amazingly. Right. But now you like you grow up and you're like, oh, I don't care. This is my culture. Like, I want you to learn more about my culture. But back then you're kind of like, oh, this is this is not me. Like, I, I want to be American too. And I want to eat per- pizza, burgers and all that stuff. And so I only wanted to feed them that type of stuff. But why? Why? So that's 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 interesting because, I mean, I think you are growing up at that time and you're a kid and you want to feel part of the American culture. Right. I mean, yes. You just want to do that because you just felt like that was that was the cool thing to do yeah yeah because you mean obviously we look different yeah and so yeah it was just more like and you and like the fact is when you look at like even tv or other people they're all they all look white and so you don't see anybody like you except like maybe bruce lee but that's about it right and so you i wanted to make sure i didn't have an accent like everybody else. I wanted to make sure I grew up wow. properly. And those were the things that were really important to me. Do you know the biggest thing is like for lunch, I wanted to like, I want Lunchables. Like I envied everybody that brought a Lunchable. <laughs> I was like, okay, I don't want to bring anything like Asian-y. Just give me a fucking sandwich. Cheese, you know, like. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> Capri Sun and Lunchables. Like that would be the bomb lunch for me. It's like, don't pack any. And luckily my mom didn't, but I see some certain Asian kids and I don't think they have a problem now because there's a lot of Asian people and a lot of yeah. everything's diverse, but you know, like there's certain people that would bring certain things like rice. I'm like, no, just give me a fucking sandwich, you know? That's interesting. That's interesting that you mentioned because I have a cousin living in Menlo Park. Uh, well, he 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 moved to, to, to the Bay Area 30 years ago as well. And he was about eight at that time. Yeah. No, maybe 10, let's say. And he had a hard time. He moved back to he moved actually from Argentina to to here, and he had a pretty hard time. And he was actually pushed to to learn English, pretty much to be honest. Yeah. And uh, he he still is uh, fluent in Spanish and everything, but uh, he actually made an effort to be fluent in Spanish because That's good. because he actually it was very easy for him to lose the yeah. the whole the whole language. And it's actually you mentioned because my my son, my oldest son, he's actually really eager to learn English and he's like really into English right now but he 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 wants to bring for lunch empanadas that's good (laughs) good for him see I think I think it's different now like I don't know maybe we always think that but I'm I never wanted to do any of that stuff there's a lot more immigration right now right there's a lot more diversity like there's a lot of a lot of white people back when yeah yeah wow that's that's how 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 do you actually feel? I mean, do you, do you feel more at home now that you have a lot of diversity around, or you don't? You do no longer feel like the immigrant. I still do, actually. That's... I still do, and it's only you. I I mean, I told you this, but like, it's only because I've talked to people like you who are like, "Hey, you know, you're an American." I'm like, oh, "You're like the only people that have said that to me." Yeah. You know, like Amer- people in America don't say that I'm actually American. Really? It's always like, "Do you?" Oh, but you don't. You do not have an accent. No. Okay. Oh, unless you talk to my wife. <laughs> well, I should She's speaky. <laughs> but yes, I mean it's 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 always a little bit different than maybe being a white person in America. Like I look at you sometimes, I'm like, you can get away with just being Yeah, but American. do not talk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> do not speak. <laughs> I know. I, I, and it's funny because I, whenever I go to the so I I love to cook. Yeah. I love to do some asado barbecue. 
And so whenever I go to the butcher and I go, I normally go to the Mexican markets and I've been going for, to the same Mexican market for, let's say two years. Mm -hmm. And the guy still start talking to me in English when I arrive mm -hmm. and his English is very bad, mm. but he sees me and he's like, okay, the, the, the American guy is coming. And All right. Whenever I start talking, it's like in Spanish and he's like, okay, let's, let's deal with this guy in Spanish. <laughs> but it's funny. It's funny. I once we were. Oh, I'm gonna tell you like very short story. We were, we were actually uh, having holidays with Maria. We we were married, but we didn't have kids at that time, and we were in Cancun. So we spent two weeks, one week in Cancun, one week in Casumel, and the second week in 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 a place like that that you are all inclusive. You just feel like you need to do something. So we in Casumel, we actually decided to go to the movie theater, and we went to the movie theater to be to to watch a Mexican movie, mm. and we were in the line. I, I I'm a big guy. I I was I was in the line and everybody was looking at me and I was actually listening to them I, and I heard the guy saying, "Oh, el gringo is in the wrong line," you know, <laughs> <laughs> because it was a Spanish movie, yeah. it was a Mexican movie, and you know, I mean, and every time I I went to these places, they always talked to me in English and I'm like, okay, <laughs> but but, it, but it's good to. To, to bring the price down whenever you are like trying to buy something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Anything you want to talk about that I didn't really cover? No, I think you're great, man. Thanks. I love you. I love your family, man. Yeah, same here. Well, I'm, I'm certainly glad. I told Maria this before we did the game, so we're going to go into the game segment oh, of this. Nice. But I'm certainly, I'm happy that you guys are here. I love you guys. You guys, you know, we built that bond. And it's just to think that because of the internet and everything else. Hey, you and I met online too. I know. Yeah, we got, see, it was a day, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got married shortly after too. <laughs> Let me tell you a quick funny story yes. about my kid. Okay. So when we decided to come to, to the U.S., well, my, my oldest, he was five. And he was actually doing okay at school. He, he loved. He's a very social guy. He had a lot of friends back home. So I was scared of telling him to actually where we were going to move to the U.S., so we actually told him that we were going to go to Disney to Disney World in Orlando, which we actually did. It was for his birthday. So we actually arrived to this country in March 25th, 2016. Yeah, 16, two years wow. ago, actually. And and we actually celebrated his birthday in Disney World. But when it was time to, to get out of the hotel, to check out the hotel, my son says, okay, let's go back home. And I say, like, and now daddy, daddy has to work. Let's take a couple of months more. Let's get, let's spend some time in, in America. So we actually moved to, to San Jose. We came to San Jose. He got to learn English. He hated me at that time. So every time, so the, a year from, a year goes by and we actually tell Santi in. Wait, he still it, thinks it's temporary. No, 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 I, okay. no, no. So a okay. year goes by yeah. after that story, and we actually tell Santi, "Hey, Santi, why don't we celebrate your birthday in this this line?" Uh -huh. And that was last year. Right. And Santi comes back to us and he's like, "No, mommy, no, mommy, I do not want to move and learn a new language again." <laughs> <laughs> so this war, it's about where you ruined them. I ruined. that's funny. I ruined the childhood. So. Yeah. I asked you for a funny child story. So one story that just happened yesterday made me think of this too. So I don't know if you guys had this, but I didn't know of this. But like as a kid, you know, you always have these little jokes, like, you know, childish jokes, right? And so my wife was like, you know, we used to do this at, all the time when we were kids. You would say, shh, and then they say, it's coming. So kind of like you're yeah. cursing, right? 
go, shh, it's coming. So it's like, shit, yeah, it's yeah. coming, right? And so I was like, seeing that dinner yesterday, like my four-year-old Sammy, yeah. she knows it. So she always goes, shh, it's coming. But she doesn't know what she's doing, but she <laughs> loves doing it. And so yesterday I was like, you know what would be funny? If your teacher was like, Noah, shh. And then somebody goes, it's a lot. No, oh. it's a lot. <laughs> So I was like, and Noah's like, what? No, I said, it would be really funny if if your teacher was like, Noah, shh. And then somebody goes, it's a lot. And then he's like, what? And then my my wife, Ash, is like, Noah shits a lot. And that, she just blurred it out. I thought it was hilarious. And Noah and I were just cracking up because I didn't want to say it. Yeah, I just yeah. kept doing it and doing it. And she just got so tired of me doing it. She's like, kids Noah are... shits a lot. And then me and Noah kids just busts funny, up. Man. Last, oh, my God. Now, now you, it reminds me, last week, actually, we were at, at the house and we were teaching Santi how the old phones were. And we were actually t- 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 telling him that when I grew up back home, I, we used to have a landline phone. I used to call and this phone used to have a code. And we actually said, so every family used to have only one phone, <laughs> one phone per family. And Santi comes back to us and says, oh, how sad. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was, Santi. <laughs> you can have girls calling. All right. So let's take a quick break here. And then I'm going to play a game. Perfect. You ready for it? Perfect. Okay. Welcome to the game part of this interview. I'm scared. For it? I'm scared. Don't be scared. <laughs> it's all it's all good stuff. All right. So I asked me you have a set of questions. Your goal is to try to guess guess what she said. Okay. But right. these are all questions about you. Oh, all right. Okay. All right. So it's not about relation our relationship. Maybe. Okay. We'll see. Cool. It's a surprise for you though. Okay. okay. So what's one thing that you think you're good at, but you actually Suck at. Oh my God, Steve. <laughs> Don't put me in that position, man. <laughs> what do you think you're good at, but you actually stink at? Is this for minus? This. <laughs> for what? I'm talking about. This is like an under 18, like no, PG, we can cuss. We can curse. PG no. rated. No. This is adults only. All right, adults only. <laughs> I'm trying to represent real life here. You know, if I'm going to curse in real life, I'm going to curse. Oh my pocket. God, that's, uh, I'm going to miss that one, man, for sure. Any guesses? Uh, it's okay. You don't, you can pass. No, I'll no, no. I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to pass. I'm, okay. I'm, 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 a, I'm a risk taker. Okay. So I think I'm good at cooking. Cooking. But you actually stink at it. I think I'm still good, man. I don't okay. know. She <laughs> might actually think I stink at it. <laughs> okay. Let's see what she said. Um, dancing. Oh, true. You really. <laughs> Yes, he really he always thinks he's really good and he has the rhythm and he loves doing that. And I actually don't dare to tell him because since I do like dancing, I'd rather dance with the bad dancers that's just not dancing, you know? So I keep encouraging him, Yes, you're good, you're good, but he's Really, oh my <laughs> god, she's right. She's right. I, I, I have to. Uh, we give, have to see you dance. I have to give her. The, <laughs> I mean, at least I tried, you know. Well, yeah, <laughs> but it's true. It's true. But but the fun, funny thing is, like when when we like, I mean, we've been we've been together for many many years. So right now she's like she's out of the closet and she actually tells me you are bad at dancing. But before she was like you are good and and I, and I knew I sucked. But so it was the other way around before that. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> After 20 years of marriage exactly. or something. <laughs> All right. Ready for the next one? Yeah. Go ahead. All right. What celebrity would play you in a movie? 
let me understand that question. So what celebrity would play me in the movie? Yeah, they're like, making a life about your about, movie, about you, about Gonzo. So it's going to be either Brad Pitt or, or the Thor guy. Oh. Or the what? Or the, 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 the Thor actor. The, oh, <laughs> okay. I know who you're talking about. I forgot his name, but okay. Go on. Thor or Brad Pitt? Okay, let's see what she said. The one of 13 Monkeys, the bold guy. Oh, you know, Bruce Willis. Yeah. Uh, Bruce, Bruce Willis. Willis. Bruce Willis. Yeah. Bruce Willis. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Two kids are married. <laughs> I know, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. What frightens you the most? What do you think she said? Loosen them. I think that his family suffers, I would say, because he's really never scared about challenges. He finally got one right. In all aspects, such as in work or in personal life. As long as the three of us are okay and that the three of us feel okay um he's always concerned yeah. about that uh, uh, yeah um, i got it good job man yeah <laughs> i would say that, that. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. yeah true man okay what is one thing that she wishes you just stop doing Stop throwing my clothes to the floor, man. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, that's a hard one because Marie is very supportive, to be honest. Uh, maybe eating my nails, man. I don't eating know. your nails? Yeah. That's a good one. I mean, I wish you, you're going to hope that she w- she said that. Mm. Maybe complaining about how I deal with <clears throat> my times and running the house. He always needs protection, you know, and he's like, you should have done this oh. and you should have done that. And oh, I'm yeah. relaxing that aspect. And he keeps saying that to me, like he, he thinks at some point he's going to corrupt me and he's not going to make it so. I tell him, but he doesn't oh, give, give up. This is terrible. Or this is just doing <laughs> things different with yeah, the kids. Fights, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Particularly uh, buying ah, toys to the kids. Yeah. Like, I, I can't... I mean, if they ask, yeah. I'm going to say no. I delete that And part. he keeps no, telling me that I'm spoiling them. He likes things done by his way, and I'm really not following his... Oh, yeah, you should edit her problem. Like, <laughs> I do not think that she's spoiling nobody. You know, but this is just for fun. I okay. know, I know. Okay, it, it was your nails. I took it out. This was a different question, and I got, I, I got. Okay, her. got it. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah, right, final one. You ready? Yeah, go ahead. You're gonna like this one, I think. All right, what song best describes Gonzo in the bedroom? Oh, I know what song you think. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, this is gonna be a tough one. Man. Oh, what? I have song? to find this song because I don't really know this song that. Well. I don't know the song names, man. I actually like. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you want, you, you're thinking like something hot and heavy. I'm thinking about. <laughs> I don't know. Despacito. I don't know. <laughs> I'm definitely not Despacito. 
No, I'm I'm, I'm more <laughs> I'm into Felices Los Cuatro. <laughs> I didn't look up what Despacito meant. <laughs> I did not do Despacito, no. man. But that's the only song name that I know, man. <laughs> Fast and Furious, I don't know, man. In the bed. In the bed. Stonk. She knows. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's an interesting one. <laughs> Well, I figure I can ask it. We're friends. So I don't know if I feel comfortable asking this complete stranger this question. Um, let me find out which song would that be. Okay. Um, Take your time. I've got time. Uh, this is a great game, man. I could say uh, an old one. Let's spend the night together. You know the one by Rolling Stone? We'll play it. We'll play it during the interview. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's spend the night together. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. He he could be a very interesting guy spending the night <laughs> oh. together. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm going to put like in nice oh. words. Well, you got to tell me your moves later. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's, see, let's hear the song. Let's spend the night together. Song. Yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting things, huh? I can learn a it's thing or two. In yeah, interesting things that I think I should be asking these questions more often. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did ask her for some final thoughts. Yeah, so we'll end on high note. Let's let's hear what her final thoughts were. If I have to choose him again, I could do it. I mean, he's really uh, an excellent person. Uh, an excellent uh, husband, an excellent father. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I can what I can say from my side. And that is therapy, marriage therapy with Doctor Steve. Uh, I, I love that man. <laughs> I, I actually love the game, and I I don't know if I actually heard uh, these type of games before, but I think it's great, man. It's a, it's a great comeback, man. Yeah. Well, thanks, man, and thanks for doing this. I love it. Yeah. So I, I fixed the problem, right? You're not mad about the whole... No, I'm not mad at all, man. I'm not mad at all. I'm not... Maria, I saved it. It's okay. <laughs> I'm not mad at all, man. I mean, it's, uh, you can't get mad when, when things are uh, are true, you know, like... Yeah. Well, like I said, I appreciate you. I told Maria this. She knows this, too. I'm glad you guys are here. I'm glad that we met. I'm glad you guys are here. A lot closer. We get to see each other a little bit more. And... I got nothing but love for you, man. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. I feel the same way about you, man, uh, and your whole family. So thank you very much. And I think the relationship, the friendship that we have developed in the last uh, four years, it's amazing, man. It's very uh, it's very strong, and I feel like you are going to be my friend for life. Yeah, same here, man. Well, thank you. The website is etips.com. Beast in the, st- in the app store. But Gonzalo, thank you again, man. Thank you, man. Thank you. Take care. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.